are listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. chasers of light to the purveyors of pictures to all of you listening to this podcast from around the world thank you i'm your host of the f11 photography podcast kevin deal along with your other host mr brandon gory Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the F11 Photography Podcast. Yes, uh, we are going to have a very in-depth discussion today about how to become a portrait photographer. And for some of you, you might be like, well, that's pretty easy. I just go take pictures of people and I'm a portrait photographer. But that's not necessarily so easy for some of you listening because some of you listening are introverts and you hate people, but for whatever reason, you love taking pictures of people. And yes, there is that crazy dynamic out there. And I just want to talk first about my experience. But before I get there, let's talk about today's sponsor. Harness the power of artificial intelligence with Luminar Neo. For those of you who don't know, Luminar Neo is an awesome standalone and plug-in program that you can use with your favorite RAW editor, Photoshop, or by itself. It has catalog, organization, but its most powerful tools are artificial intelligence. Now, artificial intelligence is definitely the buzzword of 2023, but this particular program uh, walks the walk and doesn't just talk the talk because it has an incredibly intelligent uh, AI masking. So you could just uh, grab the AI mask tool and it'll go, okay, that's a person that is a man-made street, that is a train, and that is a skyscraper or a building. And so it automatically separates that. So if you just need to immediately impact the scene and go, okay, I shot with natural light, the person's backlit, I love the way the scene looks, but man, my subject is a tad too dark. You just hit the mask AI button It'll uh, you find the, the human or the person and then they'll just pop up and you can just go into the module. There's actually a module for uh, the people, for their bodies or for their faces. You can lighten them up. You can pull the shadows up. You can do a lot of different things. You can sharpen it, whatever you need to do. Uh, it's all right there. It's all super fast. They even have really uh, useful modules like power line removal, which is the bane of the existence for some of <laughs> some of you uh, landscape photographers out there. And so uh, check out the link in the description below for 10% off your copy of Luminar Neo today or just use the code Kevin10. But I was just talking about landscape photographers. I started off as a landscape photographer. So when I started in my photography journey uh, years ago, I would shoot landscapes. I'd go shoot at f16 on a tripod using Kodak film and uh, that was what I liked to do. I like to do that. I like to do some uh, still life documentary stuff. But one thing that I avoided for the longest time was shooting human subjects. And as I've gotten older and my tastes have changed, and really most recently the pandemic has made me make an enormous shift in what I like to shoot. So 
over time, I become less and less uh, enamored by landscapes. I've been I've been less and less interested in, in landscapes, and I don't know if it's because the Instagram world changed that for me. I would just go online and I'd see a lot of the photographers more or less take the exact same picture of the exact same landscape. Not really sure what did it, but I fell out of love with landscape photography and I'm definitely not talking smack about it because I see some amazing landscape photographers out there. But I think that coupled with the uh, pandemic and us being on lockdown and needing more human interaction, it really uh, opened up the door for me to get more interested in shooting people. And I discovered over time that uh, I like shooting people more because I can take an environmental portrait of somebody at a particular place that I've shot it a thousand times, but simply because I've replaced it with a different person, it's now a completely different feeling, a different mood, and a different photograph altogether. And so that's how I gradually got into shooting other people. And I know Brandon, in the very first episode, if you all haven't uh, gone to the Meet the Host episode, Brandon started off shooting photos of himself and then that evolved into shooting photos of models. So do you want to touch up on how you became a portrait photographer? Absolutely. <clears throat> now, in terms of my world of photographing people, I definitely started by shooting myself. It was a therapeutic escape. Uh, late at night when there were no one on the streets in Austin, Texas, I would often trespass on construction sites with a tripod and a Sony A5000 with a built-in flash, and I would take long exposure shots of me as like a haunting black figure uh, around different construction sites, a lot of caution tape, uh, a lot of uh, drywall, and a lot of scaffolding. <clears throat> and um, over time, over time, I had no intention of actually shooting people, uh, shooting portrait photography. Uh, photography for me was just uh, another creative escape. At that time, I had a downtown residency as a house and techno DJ in Austin, Texas, and and that was kind of like my thing. I thought I was going to be a producer. I, I bought speakers. I had a DJ set up in my house that I would avoid doing homework uh, to enjoy. And so photography for me was, it was just the natural progression of creativity. Now, uh, the the uh, self-portrait thing could only go so far, of course, or at least it did in my mind. And uh, to me, I just started shooting models because it kind of just seemed like the next step. I didn't have any insight into the world of shooting models. I didn't even know like how to get models. I kind of just like shot with friends and then uh, my prettier friends on Instagram, I was just like, Hey, you know, do you want to model for me? I've kind of got this idea. There's a, there's a place under the bridge and I have a gas mask. Let's, you know, let's put it together. And so, uh, these, these friends, these like ride or die, uh, attractive friends I made in high school, shout out to Emily DW. We would go take photos and that's where it kind of like, it dawned on me, like the, the endless possibility that was combining the set with the model with the photo style mind you i couldn't i couldn't edit worth a damn back then but uh i i could see if i squinted i could see the possibility and how much i enjoyed uh, the model photography namely because i was able to express as an angsty uh, uh angsty post-teen i was able to express uh with my photography um the the state of 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 feeling that i had inside so, uh, but you're more of an introvert than I am, I would say. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, you know, breach the topic with 
approaching people about working with them if you're kind of not the type of person who wants to be outgoing? Oh, I was like a shaky cricket. It was, it was, it was actually, I haven't thought about this in quite a while, Kevin, but when I'd want to shoot with a model, I thought like there was like a barrier to entry. Like the more attractive, and the more followers the model had, like the, the less likely I was going to be able to shoot with them. So I'd, I'd, I'd sit on Instagram. This is mind you, I'm like 19, 20. I'd sit on Instagram and I'd wait and I'd just find, I'd wait weeks and weeks, sometimes month and I'd months. And I'd finally just like muster up the courage to like, like, Hey, do you want to shoot with me? And then like, they'd get back within like an hour, maybe a day, depending on this, be like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And I'd be like, Oh, Oh, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's interesting because, uh, as I started off as a landscape photographer, I, first of all, I didn't want to approach people, but I was, I was actually more like you a long time ago. Like I was just like, no, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to approach somebody about working with them. But one thing that, uh, helped me become better at that sort of thing. And we talk about it in our episode on closing people being in sales. I had a job in sales. If you want to eat, you have to be able to approach people in sales. And so being in sales for so long, really helped me learn how to approach people in a way that makes you sound genuine, makes you sound not creepy. And so, uh, the, you know, the game I would play, and I'm just going to like throw this out there as maybe an example that if you're listening and you're just like, man, I don't even know how to approach subjects to shoot is uh, the game I would play is if I saw somebody I wanted to work with, I wouldn't just slide into their DMS and go, Hey, you want to work together? Uh, because to me, uh, it, it may work, it may work, but I find that if you play the long game, especially if it's somebody you really, really, really want to work with, take an extra step or two and take a little bit more time to approach them. And I think it'll probably work out okay, uh, which is if you're playing the Instagram game and you know, you're following them or whatever, first of all, follow them and then just see if they follow you back. Usually that's because uh, some people do follow for follow, but a lot of people who are more in the professional side of the industry, models and stuff like that, they're probably not going to follow you back unless you can give them something or, or maybe there's a potential there, a seed that's been planted when they go look at your work and go, Ooh, that's good. Because if they don't follow you back, and it doesn't necessarily mean that if they don't follow you back, that means that uh, they won't work with you. Sometimes that's how they, sometimes they're, they have like a billion people follow them a day because they're just so popular that they don't have time to sort through that kind of stuff. That's true too. And so what I do is uh, I'll follow somebody and I'll be like, Oh, I definitely want to work with that person. Um, I'll go like some of their work. And then, you know, the next time they make a post, I'll like their work again. And then maybe like a th three posts later, not only will I like their work, but I'll leave a comment and say, wow, this is a really great set. Sometimes I'll just go, thank you. Sometimes you'll see a notification and then they'll all of a sudden start following you. And so it's a, it's a psychological game that you play, but you're not really doing anything if you're an introvert that's super like hard. I mean, unless it's hard for you to just say, hey, great work. I mean, if, the, if you're that introverted, well, then let's let's reset and try to work up to just saying, hey, this is great work. They're not going to come back and go, fuck you. They're going to say at least thank you, right? I mean, I've never told anybody that their work looks good on a place like Instagram and had them go, piss off. I mean, so I, every now and then I won't get a response. Like maybe like one out of every 20 people I say that to won't respond back, which is a little weird. But whatever, just move on. 
Yeah, I remember, you know, speaking of the psychological game is uh, I got I got news for you from personal experience. You're not going to be the only one playing that psychological game either. It's not just about you. Other people do have their own egos and universes going on. And here's a great example of that. There was a uh, there was a foreign exchange student uh, going to UT whose account just happened to pop up on my feed and I gave them a follow. They followed me back instantly um, and they turned out to be a fantastic model. Uh, a natural at it, even though there was a language barrier. And so about three weeks later, I was kind of just like letting that follow kind of just like mellow out and want you know, didn't want to seem like desperate. You know, you kind of build a cadence to these things as a photographer, a natural cadence. So I let a couple of weeks go by and I was just like, you know, it came to my head. I was like, oh yeah, no, I need to message that girl. Cause I think, I think that'd be a great uh, collaborative thing. And so I message her and you know, she's, she's from South America and uh, they don't have anxiety down there. They don't have, uh, they don't get in their heads over there. They just say it like it is. And I messaged her. I was like, Hey, you know, like, would you be interested in, in collaborating on a shoot? I've got a whole idea and we can talk more about it. And without saying yes or no, or like, or, or I love your work or anything like, you know, the usual like exchange, she just goes, I knew you were going to get in touch with me. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, I was waiting for this. I knew you were going to message me. And I was just like, uh, okay. And she goes like, yes, I'd like to work with you. And I was, it just, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I have gotten to the point. So, so, as you build your relationship working with uh, models or just portrait, you know, portrait sessions in general, and this is, of course, we're talking about building your portfolio up to become a portrait photographer. We're going to get a little bit more into that, but uh, we're, we're having a little sidetrack discussion about getting into just shooting models here. But um, I found that over time, as the quality of my work has improved, agencies start working with me. I find that it doesn't just go one way. Models start following you and leaving comments on your work and you can start telling that, okay, she's about to reach out to me or he's about to reach out to me. Cause like there, there are a couple male models that Brandon's worked with and I worked with one of them. And then all of a sudden two other male models who Brandon's work with started following me and, and it was like, they're probably going to hit me up. And then like within like a day, both of them were dropping in my inbox wanting to work with me. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, you just, you learn this stuff over time and you know, as you get better and you, you get, uh, you move higher up through the ranks, it goes both ways. Guess what? There are people who have anxiety, who, who are introverts, who are afraid to reach out to you. And you know, I have that imposter syndrome sometimes. So I'm like, um, you know, sometimes someone would reach out to me. It's like, are you sure you got the right Instagram account? Like you want to work with me? Uh, oh, okay. So, but in general, though, I do want to shift the discussion to general portraiture and working with people. I, I put Brandon on the spot and had him talk about how he started working with models, which is a form of portraiture. But the thing about working with people is, you know, people, as we discuss in our episode, which you should check out on uh, sales, we have a, a episode on closing. There's a lot of psychological thing going on with people. And... Um, you kind of have to learn how to read them. And part of being a portrait photographer is reading people. Um, you have to see what makes them tick. You have to see what gives them a good performance, what helps them uh, uh, deliver a good performance. Like, so something I've learned over the years is I don't over direct because even the best models can be ruined by over direction. And you, they're way better at what they do than you directing them on what they do. So let them do their thing. But approaching people in general, how to get into portraiture photography uh, my first recommendation would be go shoot family. 
Like, you know, it's your niece's birthday. Go to her birthday party and just volunteer your camera to take pictures of your niece and give that out to the family. And you're, you're providing a valuable service for your family. But even though it's not maybe what you ultimately want to do, maybe you want to shoot models. Maybe you want to shoot weddings. Maybe you want to go take families out in the fields, although shooting your niece kind of falls into that category. Uh, maybe you want to shoot sports. Uh, but. Uh, well, sports, I think, would be a, a slightly different conversation because you're far away with a telephoto. But uh, we're going to keep it focused more on types of photography where you have to communicate with somebody pretty close. Um, so, you know, get in at the ground level by just getting comfortable shooting people that you know. And then maybe you could get into like event photography next where, you know, maybe you go shoot like whatever Facebook's throwing a party or something, some Christmas party or something, and they need to hire a photographer. Maybe get into that kind of stuff, event photography, and you go out and you you shoot a bunch of people, bunch of strangers. You're only going to see once for a few seconds at that party. That kind of gets you more comfortable shooting people you don't know because the ultimate goal is that you want people to probably pay you good amounts of money. And then of course you have to show off your awesome uh, abilities to shoot them, your services, your, your eye and all that. And then you have to direct them because they're models at that point. And you have to like create the scene, whether it's an environmental portrait or it's a studio portrait, or you're doing headshots or whatever, whatever genre of photography you want to get into. Um, I would say that, you know, start off with like the family stuff and then maybe go into like event photography first, where you can kind of go to like, you have a speed light and you just walk up to random strangers and all that. But uh, Brandon, you said you, you you look like you want to chime on the summer as you talk. Yeah, it's it's uh, before I was nailed down as a portrait photographer. I had a number of local companies in Austin reach out to me to do uh, pro bono event photography. Some of them not pro bono, but a lot of them were just like, uh, you know, you look like you need to build your portfolio. Would you like to shoot this event? And I said, yes. And the, the moral of this story I want to get to before I go through it is... Um, you want to be not so engrossed in your photography. You don't want to work like that. That isn't an opportunity to show how good or how well you can take photos of an event. That's the easy part. The hard part is maintaining a good connection and, and building the networking as, as an introvert. <clears throat> so I'll give an example. I shot a dog event on a hot summer day that was indoors with low lighting and it was pushing the limits of my crop sensor camera and I was miserable and I was unhappy and I, I got upset that I even agreed to it because I wasn't getting paid and I was just, I was just like distraught throughout the event and uh, I let my emotions get the better of me and I didn't see the bigger picture uh, because I was younger and, and that's a mistake I try not to make uh, whatsoever these days. After the event... As, as I could feel the ache in my knees, it was a three-hour event of me taking photos of dogs with an ISO that was well beyond what my camera should be shooting at um, and not getting paid for it. Uh, I had one of the directors come up to me who was absolutely chipper after the event, and I was just on my way walking to my car, and it was like 100 degrees outside. He comes up to me, and he's, he starts wanting to make a deal. He was entering into the conversation, hey, we'd love ongoing work. We'd like to do this, that, and the other. We'd like to set up a, a, an established contact, right? He was, he was making that conversation. And me, in my head, I was so tired and so um, just disgruntled and, and in my own head as an introvert is I, I was just, yeah, 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 okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, you know, my, like my biggest priority in that moment was to get to my car. So, uh, one thing that I would definitely advise is when you're going to these events, 
don't worry about the photography. The photography will sort itself out. As an introvert, you're mostly worried about your work because you think that reflects you the most, and that is absolutely false. You reflect you the most. So plan for these conversations. Plan for for the follow-up work and make sure that you have your your best arsenal, your best mental game ready for that conversation because that's what's that's going to be more important than the three-hour event itself. My takeaway from Brandon's story is that if you go to F11Pod on Instagram, uh, you can dive into our uh, slide into our direct messages, and you can ask us directly for Brandon to post pictures that he took of dogs. I'm assuming he did desaturated, brutalist uh, oh, shots there. It looked like a Dark Knight Rising poster in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you see a little corgi running around with like desaturated colors and I, I had to kick the dogs to get any sort of emotionality out of them. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. We're going to have pay to slide in our DMs. Now. People eating tasty animals. <laughs> uh, oh, is that oh Lord. You are listening to the F11 photography podcast. Something else, another thing that I was thinking of is, let's say you want to get into wedding photography and you don't really have a lot of uh, experience directing people, or maybe you think wedding photography is pretty, but you're an introvert. Something that Vanessa Joy touched up on on part one of our interview with her, and definitely check that out if you haven't, is she said, if you want to get into wedding photography, the number one thing that you need to do is be taken under a professional wedding photographer's wing. And what's great about that is you can pick up little nuggets about how they interact with people, little things that they can say to like break the ice and little things that they do in order to uh, make everybody more comfortable, including you. And you can take those things as an introvert, as somebody who wants to shoot portraiture, and you could do that yourself. And so being able to see somebody else maybe uh, try to, you know, get a client to pay attention to them or direct them or whatever uh, in, in, you know, being able to observe it and not be thrown into that situation right away could help you uh, gain a little confidence and develop a little bit more. And uh, as far as approaching people about uh, becoming a portrait photographer, because, you know, I have a hard time uh, nowadays. I have to sometimes, you know, reset and go, Oh yeah, I forgot. There's a lot of people out there who like, maybe they love portraiture, but they just don't like, approaching people. And so, uh, that's something that I always have to take a step back and reevaluate and just be like, Oh yeah, I have to uh, maybe like direct this person. Cause I have people all the time who, who, uh, want to, uh, study with me here in Austin, though, the people like, Hey, can, can I just tag along on a session? And you kind of get the vibe pretty quickly that they're, they're shy. They don't want to open up. And I'm just like thinking to myself, why the hell do you want to be a portrait photographer? But then I think back to myself 20 years ago, wanting to shoot landscapes and that kind of helps me, uh, recalibrate the way I approach it. So I try to, uh, as I help them out, I try to also maybe uh, give them little nuggets of like, Hey, if you say this to a client, it breaks the ice or whatever. And it's not just breaking the client's ice and making them uh, super comfortable. It's about making that photographer super comfortable. Yeah. The important thing to note here, especially I've had, um, I've had people ask to shadow me as, as well. And it's, it's, it's a muscle. Um, Becoming more extroverted in with context of being a photographer, talking to the model, maintaining that line of communication before, during, and after shooting, and not only communication, but effective communication, is it is a muscle. It is a muscle I didn't have 
uh, seven, eight years ago, maybe even six years ago. It, it, it really, really is a muscle. Some people are born good at it. I think Kevin's a great talker. Kevin is an excellent communicator. Um, I am naturally not a great communicator. It is something I had to work on and something I had to develop. And it is, um, it is definitely something I've been aware of. I know that's my Achilles heel, especially in in such a field where communication is a big thing. It's the photography is a field of communication and ultimate, uh, ultimately expression. Yeah. And I have a strong personality for sure. I've always been accused of that. And, uh, I think it's definitely a true thing. And so I have, uh, over time had to work on that because it's not just about, uh, you know, being an introvert and approaching others. It's about approaching others who are introverts. And that's true with clients as well. Now, <laughs> it would be really fun to watch someone who wants to get into portraiture become, or it would be funny to watch somebody who is an introvert who wants to be a portrait photographer try to approach a client who is also an introvert. I mean, gosh, you might want to touch up on how to approach that because I'm sure you walk into that. I, I'm I'm too outgoing to 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 do that to even give advice on that. So go ahead. Oh man, uh, I've definitely, definitely, definitely been in that situation. Um, it's <laughs> overcoming those those awkward silences where both you are expecting the other person to lead the conversation, and and where that's going. And uh, it, funny enough, it kind of it kind of switches on, uh, sort of like an autopilot. Um, something that Kevin does, something that I definitely do in a shoot is when you're shooting with an introvert. Uh, something that really helps is just speaking your process out loud. Like, uh, I, I tend to have a constant dialogue while I'm shooting. It's a constant, uh, just brain to speech sort of flow. You know, I'm taking a photo of, of a model. I'm on my knees. I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to frame your face into the top third. All right, great. We've got that. I'm pulling out to make it a little bit wider. Great. Okay. I'm noticing that we've just lost that Rembrandt light. So I'm here. I'm going to get up. I'm going to adjust the light to get us back into that Rembrandt zone. And here we go back down. We're going to, we're going to start tight on your face. All right. And we're going to go wider, 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 hold that, hold that. You're doing great. And it's, that's basically what I'm doing. So the entire journey of what I'm doing uh, often does take up the audio space of the shoot. It's funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, Sophia Bashan, who we did an interview with in the, the Models Talk Photographers episode, go check that out. Uh, she was the person who made me feel more comfortable about the fact that I more or less narrate what I do because I used to be so self-conscious about it because that's just how I need to get to the results I need to get to is I narrate what I'm doing. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to move this right off. I'm going to move this light off to the right because I want to get a little more shadow fall off on your face. And I'll start talking to my lights. Like I'm about to increase the power of my lights. And I, I say this stuff out loud and I used to be so self-conscious about it. And then she, and I, I apologized and I always apologize to models, but she was the first one who was like, well, no, 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 no. Uh, this actually makes me feel so comfortable because I know that you're actually one, you care about what's going on. And two, I know that the shoot's going well, because if it weren't going well, you'd be narrating how poorly it was going. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. And I'm never, and that's just what I do. And I've, I, I've, I've had some shoots turn out better than others. I've never had a shoot like in my professional career like that, where I was like, Oh my God, this is just shit. I mean, there've been, there've been a couple where I'm like, yeah, I wish I could go back and reshoot it. But, uh, I, part of the, I, I think that the reason, and maybe I'm just like, I, it's all psychological, but I think the reason why that happens is because I narrate out loud what I'm doing and I, I tend to not miss steps that way. So, 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one time, yeah. It's 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 funny because when I go quiet, when I stop narrating, that's when I start getting stressed. That's what I'm like. Okay, like we need to fix something here because we're not getting shots well, that are and models, uh, subjects, and just humans. Like and models because we shoot models. It's models who tell me this, but this is true. If you're taking a family out into a field, you're shooting a bride and groom during the portrait session. If you're quiet, and and hey, if you're an introvert, you might be a quiet person. But we're talking about tips to make you become a better portrait photographer or get into portrait photography. Speak. Narrate what you're doing. Brandon's an introvert and he can do it. And so uh, maybe you do that. Maybe you talk to yourself like when you're working through a problem, you know, you're sitting at your desk, you know, you work from home and nobody's around. <coughs> you know, you're working from home, you're sitting there and you're like, all right, I need to do this at five o'clock. Uh, oh, I need to go. I need to go do the laundry real quick. You know, you talk to yourself, even though you may be an introvert. You just got to do that to the client as well. And I feel like if you do that with the client, you'll put them more at ease. And then you'll also gain confidence because you'll start getting better work. Your work, your work will get better. You'll start getting better work. And then people will start seeking you out instead of you having to seek them out. And so that's, that's the ultimate goal with portrait photography is, yeah, I still go out and I find people I want to work with. But most of my work is people reach out to me. And that's great. I love that. It's the ultimate compliment. I mean, if you're an introvert, like that should be your goal is like, Hey, I should get as quickly to a point where people are reaching out to me as opposed to me having to reach out to them, but you got to play the game. So if you want to be a portrait photographer and you're just starting out, you have to reach out to people. Yeah. And, and one of the, this is, we're going to have a mental health episode. It's on the horizon and we're going to really deep dive into this sort of stuff. Um, and that's, that's also me somewhat implying that an introvert inherently does have some level anxiety of anxiety. I definitely do know people who are introverts and don't have anxiety whatsoever. They're just, they just enjoy their alone time a lot, but they're really, they handle being around people really well as well. Um, is, is that it, introverts often feel that they have a role in in the session that they have to fulfill that is not uh, natural to them. And they feel like they have to put on a different pair of shoes. Uh, they have to put on a different persona to execute the shoot. And that's not necessarily true. Um, one thing, one, one bit of advice I give to any introvert who's either shooting or going to the shoot is to embody and, and enter the headspace um, that you had when, when coming up with the shoot, when, when imagining the shoot is that, that same headspace of, of both interest, curiosity, and excitement. In fact, I, one of my favorite quotes by Dane Cook, who's a, a, a comedian who uh, hasn't been important in the last nearly 20 years. Yeah, I was about to say, a, a comedian implies they're funny, but go on. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> Uh, he said that, that there is a really fine line, that there's almost no difference between having anxiety and being excited. You just, have to, you just have to flip one on their head. And so if you're an introvert and you're in this space and, and you feel the pressure of the circumstances on you, just remember um, why you wanted to do this in the first place and really reinvigorate and reapproach that excitement that you held, uh, that, that anticipation that you held for the moment that you're currently in. And oftentimes when you do that and you embody that space, everything just falls right into place. Hey, this is Vanessa Joy and you're listening to the F11 Photography Podcast. Yeah. So perhaps you're a goal-oriented introvert 
And something that helps motivate you is seeing things done in milestones. And so we alluded this, we alluded to this earlier, but one way that you could go about maybe getting to your goal is state your goal and say, okay, what do I want to do? Okay. I want to be a portrait photographer who is regularly getting work where the people reach out to me. So how do you get there? As we discussed, step one, shoot people, you know, who you're comfortable with, who you're comfortable being around people who won't give you anxiety if the pictures don't turn out like amazingly, you know, cause you're learning how to be a portrait photographer, right? So you're developing that skill in addition to the fact that you're having to learn how to work with people. And so, uh, you know, go shoot pictures of your mom, go shoot pictures of your, your niece, go shoot pictures of your dog. Even if you, even if you're not ready for humans yet, go find a dog and shoot a dog. Maybe that's why Brandon started off shooting with uh, pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't recommend shooting dogs. Fair enough. So start with that. Start with people who, you know, uh, who are, you're comfortable screwing up around and you can even set the expectations going into the shoot. Like, look, I'm just learning how to do this. So if we get one usable picture out of this, that's a successful shoot. And that's your little baby step to the next spot. Now, the next baby step you take, maybe even before you go do what I said earlier, which is going to shoot event photography with complete strangers at it. Maybe there's a more social space that you could go to of people that you know, who aren't direct family members. Maybe it could be, uh, your church, you know, you know, the people who go to your church, maybe you could go do some event at your church or you could go do an event like maybe you and your four friends go out for drinks, the opposite of church, and you uh, take pictures of them uh, out on the town or whatever. But you're getting experience, you're getting valuable experience, not only uh, directing people and interacting with people, but you're also getting that technical side as a photographer where you're learning how to frame them up and and, and compose the shots. And you're learning, oh man, uh, I got to work with depth of field here because I'm learning that when I shoot at 1.2 and I'm doing a headshot and they turn their head that their eye is falling off. You're getting both of those uh, muscles massaged. You're getting both of that both of that experience at once. And then the next step might be to go into more event style photography where there's more strangers. And that also might be the time that it opens up the door to, okay, now I want to start doing maybe free family sessions to build my portfolio. Uh, people I don't know, you put out advertisements in Facebook groups, uh, maybe join photography Facebook groups. Another way you could get used to learning to shoot people and getting comfortable with it is to join Facebook groups. So in our town here in Austin, there are Facebook groups and the majority of the people who join these groups are new photographers. And they regularly hold events where the photographers themselves would just go out to some space and they just take pictures of each other. And so you're, you're taking pictures of people who are in the same position you're in and you can have that relatability. They are new portrait photographers. You are new portrait photographers. You're getting comfortable taking pictures of each other. And then sometimes these groups will up the ante and what they'll do is they'll get a model and then everybody take pictures of that model. And so you have different avenues and I'm not giving you necessarily a roadmap to get there. I'm giving you a bunch of different ideas and you as an individual need to evaluate what works for you or what you think will work for you. And then maybe go that route. Uh, camera stores often throw events where a bunch of photographers come in and they take pictures of models. I personally don't feel like you'll get good work out of those because I find that if a bunch of people are taking pictures of one model in paparazzi style, uh, the model is not interacting with you. And so that particular part of your skill set of 
learning how to direct a model or a subject isn't really being developed. You're just really more working on technical stuff there and getting pictures of someone who might be super attractive. That's really all you're getting. And you're doing it among a sea of other people. I find more where like you can turn the cameras around on each other or you get individual time with that model. It's much better to help you learn how to maybe come out of your shell a little bit and work with people. And then the step above all of this, once you have gotten to the point where you're, you're able to comfortably shoot strangers, uh, is then you go up to, uh, you know, professional stuff. You're shooting portrait sessions for whatever. It could be headshots. It could be portrait sessions. It could be wedding. You get into those those fields, and uh, then you get to a point where people are reaching out to you. But I would say that the ultimate goal, and this is this is hard for me to even do, and we're going to have a, a, a somebody who uh, is going to come in and talk to us about uh, doing this, which is going up on the street and asking a stranger to take their portrait. That is like hell for the introvert. Yeah, that's not I, I, I did that. I used to try to do that because I thought like that was kind of just like the next step. I just I put a lot of shoulds and should nots on my shoulders and I just kept marching on even though I was introverted and like super anxious when I started my film photography journey. While I was at the University of Texas, I walked around with my $20 Nikon N2000 and I just find people that looked interesting with a roll of Portrait 400. I was just like, hey, uh, photo. <laughs> wow that, <laughs> and that, and that, something very similar to that and and they <laughs> like dude are you on drugs <laughs> and so and so one of the guys i think his name was dave and he was selling like these handcrafted bracelets on uh guadalupe before it became this like commercial hellhole back when you know uh, ut in like 2017 had a little more uh, life going on is I asked him for a portrait and I just I just took his portrait and I did that to a bunch of different people and it was just very much that that like documentary style like on the street you know whatever they're doing at that moment held in their hands just looking a thousand miles stare past the camera <laughs> you know that kind of look and it was hell um, <clears throat> but I did want to add one thing to your previous point and how to get comfortable as an introvert shooting and what really worked for me was um, you have to shoot. Um, any photographer, you ask them how to get better, they're going to tell you, you have to shoot. And if you're an introvert, then there's a, the high barrier to entry to shooting is shooting events and shooting with strangers and people you don't really know. So uh, how, do, how do you access the lowest barrier to entry for yourself to shoot comfortably and to create an environment to test ideas indefinitely? You get your friends who are you, who you are most comfortable with, whoever you are most comfortable shooting with. It doesn't matter if it's your uncle, your aunt, your niece, your nephew, your best friend, some guy that you know you, you just work really well with, you don't even think about it, a coworker that you don't feel awkward around. And you get them into a space and you purposefully test any idea or photographic techniques without any hiccup if you have any barrier or mental like like oh i don't know if this is right or like i don't want to ask them to do this like you need to be in a situation where you are comfortable and you can just work you need full mental bandwidth to just simply learn like you're in a library you need that setting where if you're going to test light like say you save up money you're you know you make 20 grand a year because you're working fast food or whatever but you want to be a photographer save up money over three months for five hours in a studio a local studio and test light for five hours straight with no crazy goal just test light on someone you're comfortable with 
and just just watch what light does on your camera and then go back to your computer and look at all the photos and see which ones you like compare them to photos online you know just you need to be in a space where you can work confidently calmly and be in a headspace where you're ready to learn this is jason berkman and you're listening to the f11 photography podcast and something else uh that being a portrait photographer uh, advice i give to people whether they're introvert or extrovert it doesn't really matter but this is universal which is if you uh want to get good at being a portrait photographer you know, you're, you may be introverted in thinking about how uncomfortable you are, but you also need to think about how uncomfortable the client is, whether or not they're introverted, and you need to figure out how to get them comfortable. And maybe maybe that distraction will uh, keep you from thinking about how much anxiety you have because all of a sudden you have this purpose and this mission. It's like, oh, man, I need to make this other person comfortable because I need to get a good picture out of them. And so then it becomes a task. It becomes, it becomes a task-oriented situation. And I don't know if maybe that's how you're tuned as a person. I find that... Um, you know, they, they say that, oh, uh, you know, people excel in pressure situations. I find that I excel in pressure situations because I have to overcome all my anxieties and fears because all of a sudden it's like a mission. It's like, oh, I have to do this thing and I have to ignore all this other stuff. So maybe that's the pathway where you can, you know, ignore your anxieties, your, you know, you being introverted. All of a sudden it's maybe your empathy for the clients and making sure that you're doing best for them. And, you know, maybe that, maybe that's the way you can do it. I don't know, but you know, you need to reflect in yourself. You need to evaluate uh, what makes you tick you need to evaluate what your goals are. And then, of course, you need to figure out the baby steps on how you want to get to them. And then, you know, put together a plan. It could be things like uh, talking to yourself out loud. Both Brandon and I, I'm, I'm definitely more extroverted than Brandon is. But you, we both use that same technique. And it makes us more comfortable on set. It also, uh, you know, if I, it, it, to, to touch up on that, as I'm narrating what I'm doing, I sound less nervous despite the fact that i thought i was sounding more nervous it actually puts people at ease and so if you're putting your client at ease i i would imagine that that energy that you feed off of each other's energy and if you have a a, a client who looks anxious who looks nervous you're going to get terrible pictures you're not going to really uh, get anything out of this and you're really just wasting everybody's time which of course if you're an introvert and maybe you have a little anxiety yourself is going to make you worse and so it's just like you're if you're feeding off of each other off of this nervous energy and this anxiety and that's just going to reflect i mean you know all photography is is you're capturing something and if everybody is nervous and has anxiety that's all you're going to capture yeah i've definitely i've definitely worked um the one of the reasons the 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 only thing that compels me to speak, especially early on in my photography, the only thing that has compelled me to speak, make jokes, be be a witty asshole, is because I want the other person to laugh. Um, when the other, when you know, there are those times when you you get a model and they're just comfortable. They're so comfortable in their own skin, and you're just like, all you have to do is sit back and take photos, and you're like, yeah, this is it. That's not always the case. So. Sometimes I'll speak, I'll just go into like a tro uh, flow or trance state where I am just speaking, speaking, and speaking. And that came about to relax me. Number one is it, it relaxed me to continue just to con continuously speak out loud because I couldn't handle the, the silence and like all the attention on me because as a photographer, you're leading the show. That's kind of what it is. And two, 
because the more I talked and the more I was just open about my, my experience, um, in that moment and letting that flow vocally, the more comfortable the model became. And it's a really great opportunity to crack some jokes. Um, like, like when you take a bad photo, uh, something, something that I would say is just like, uh, I'd say this out loud and I still do sometimes and be like, Oh, that's a shit photo. You're doing great. I'm just a terrible photographer. And that's always a fun way to break the ice. And you know, it's, it's like a lot of people take that as a joke. Very few people take that, um, seriously. I was just, yeah, I do the self deprecating humor where I, I make fun of myself. Like, um, I have this thing that I always do on set. And it doesn't matter. I, I've been shooting for 20 years. I've never lost a lens cap before, but I always forget to take the damn thing off when I take my first picture. And I, I always, I always say to the model, I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I just like it's it never fails. Right before the right as the model is in the middle of their first syllable of saying your lens cap is on when they're saying your, I'm like, yes, I know. That's right when I realize it, and I, you know, we both have a good laugh and we both relax, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, having a comfortable model. Okay. Well, here's, here's the thing is you're, you're not going to be shooting people who are comfortable modeling, um, for a while, unless you're shooting agency models or freelance models who have a lot of experience under their belt, um, learning to be a portrait photographer and a model photographer, it is extremely likely that you're going to bear the burden of direction and what you want, uh, out of that model. So it, get, be comfortable with them looking at you like like you're about to run them over in a car at night. Yeah, I mean that's 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 something to uh, also consider. Is remember uh, as I spoke earlier about being task oriented. If you're you have anxiety and you're an introvert and you find yourself like, oh well, if I have goals and I have to get through these goals to get to the other side, that will help me through my issues. Well, if you are working with a non professional model. You're gonna need to direct, you're gonna need to learn how to direct them. That's your job, and so you know you have to stay task oriented. And you need to learn that aspect of of, of uh, posing models, uh, unless unless you're just into candid photography. Obviously, if you're documenting weddings and stuff like that, and until you get to the couples' portraits, you don't have to worry about it. But you also have to evaluate the style of photography you want to do and how it's compatible with you as a person. If you're the type of person that's like, I don't care how introverted or extroverted I am, I don't want to direct people. Well, then you probably want to do more candid stuff. You will probably want to get into sports photography or you want to get in for the most part wedding photography, except you still need to during the couple's portraits direct them. And there are people who are 99 times out of 100 aren't going to be professional models that you're directing at a wedding. So you're still going to need to learn that, that whole that whole aspect of your job. But that's something you need to learn as well is you need to kind of evaluate what is my job description and how realistic is it that I'm going to actually do these things being uh, in the state that I'm in and the mentality that I'm in as a person. I wholeheartedly agree. And something else, some, this is one little like one little thing is always accommodate a space in your studio session or your portrait session or whatever you're doing. Accommodate a, a, a preliminary 30 minutes where you can just dick around and not take it seriously. I find that if you show up to a shoot and you immediately whip out your camera within the first five minutes of setting up, uh, you'll, you'll witness the model suddenly turn into like, like a stage fright monster. So go through the motions with them. Uh, maybe even practice with your phone. Like, all right, you know, we're just, we're going to start over here. So let's just see what you got. And you just go through on your phone and do that. And I will allude to building muscle is when you have difficult, uh, muscles for mind body connection, which for me are, are lats and, um, 
lats and traps, you don't start heavy. You start really, really light to get the motion down. And that's what you want to do in photography before you get to the heavy stuff. So the point of today's episode is to invest in a workout cage. <laughs> that does it for today's episode. Uh, you can find us at f11pod.com or if you are the Twitter or uh, Instagram type, f11pod. That's our handle. Uh, Brandon has uh, vetoed us getting onto threads. We may at some point, but not yet. We're just going to let them uh, let them fight. And we'll see how that turns out. But uh, follow us on those platforms. Uh, we hope that the nuggets you could take out of today's episode will help you out. If you do suffer from anxiety, you're an introvert, and you want to get into portrait photography. But remember, kids, until next time, chase light and not algorithms. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about this podcast, go to www.f11pod.com.